Welcome to The Change, a podcast about perimenopause for people in their 30s and 40s. I'm your host, Caitlin O'Connor, naturopathic doctor with a practice in Denver, Colorado, supporting patients with their health and hormones throughout the many phases of life. I'm happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. This is a hot flash where we're coming in hot with quick reviews of common topics around perimenopause. Today, I want to talk about an underappreciated symptom of perimenopause, body pain. Many folks don't realize that changes in pain type and pain intensity are a very common symptom of perimenopause. What this can look like is new or worsening pain symptoms such as aching joints, sore muscles, and or accompanying fatigue. In fact, the most common age range for folks to be diagnosed with fibromyalgia, a medical condition that includes symptoms of chronic pain and fatigue, is between age 40 and 55. And people born with ovaries are much more likely to be diagnosed with pain conditions than those who are not. Another condition, frozen shoulder, in which the joint capsule around the shoulder suddenly becomes inflamed and causes significant pain and immobility, is also strongly correlated with both perimenopause and postmenopause. Why? As with many conditions surrounding this transition, we really have inadequate data to say for sure. Thanks again, patriarchy, for systemically underfunding research around perimenopause, menopause, and women's health in general. But there are a couple solid theories. First is that both progesterone and estrogen have an anti-inflammatory impact on the body. And as these hormones decrease, pain can become more intense and frequent. Second is that with less deep sleep, which often accompanies the hormonal changes of perimenopause, the pain sensors in the brain become more acute. Sleep disruption can distinctly impact our experience of pain. And third, as always, I go back to the fact that the brain is adapting to new hormone levels. And as such, there are increased vulnerabilities overall to stressors. And pain is an example of a physical stressor that may cause a more outsized neurologic response in the perimenopausal brain. And finally, With aging overall, there's a slowdown of cellular repair, so things break down more and heal less efficiently. So injuries or even intense exercise can cause damage to the musculoskeletal system, and it's going to take longer to come back from that. So what to do about it? Well, there are a number of options. To start, if you are having significant pain or are newly diagnosed with a pain disorder during perimenopause, that might be a reason to consider hormonal therapy especially since the risk-benefit ratio may be more favorable for hormones than some of the commonly prescribed pain or psychiatric medications. Next, really work on sleep. Again, this is often easier said than done, but if sleep continues to be an issue, consider melatonin. Not only can it help with falling asleep and sleeping more deeply, but it also has a global anti-inflammatory effect. Some folks might be groggy or get vivid dreams, but most people respond really well. Typical starting dose would be 0.5 milligrams and working up to 5 milligrams, stopping when they find their effective dose. A number of small research studies have actually shown a positive impact of melatonin on fibromyalgia pain with very little reported side effects. So again, this could be a great two-for-one special when it comes to addressing both sleep and pain. Another option is to figure out ways to move your body. A default many of us turn to when in pain is to do less but most pain symptoms will respond favorably to some form of physical movement. Try to figure out what that balance looks like for you and avoid the urge to become more sedentary when experiencing pain symptoms. Ideally, working with a physical therapist or a trainer who specializes in pain can be helpful to find supportive options for movement. 
Having a form of bodywork that you are able to access regularly helps so much as well. Acupuncture is my go-to for any and all body pains. Looking around your community for acupuncture clinics or schools that offer sliding scales is often a good option for increasing access to care. And I do think acupuncture is dose-dependent. For pain management, it's often something that has to be done on a regular basis, for example, weekly to monthly, in order to really feel the impact. Finally, hydrotherapy is a great option. Epsom salt baths are accessible and awesome. You want to really saturate the bath with a lot of salt, about three to six cups for most tubs, to get the true therapeutic effect. And both dry and infrared saunas both have evidence to support their use as part of a pain management plan. Lots of local rec centers will have saunas available, so this is a really good place to start. So to review, new and worsening pain are very common symptoms of perimenopause, even more common than hot flashes in some studies. So if you are experiencing this, be sure to consider hormonal changes in etiology and consider treating it as a symptom of perimenopause before moving on to more high-risk treatment options. And making sure you are sleeping, moving well, and taking extra special care of your body during this transition will be helpful as well. So to review, new and or worsening pain is a very common symptom of perimenopause. Anything from the global and chronic pain of fibromyalgia to increased muscle soreness after exercise to a flare-up of an old injury. In fact, it is even more common to experience pain than it is hot flashes, according to some studies. Okay, this hot flash is finished. Join us next time for more quick perimenopausal takes. And be sure to leave a comment with any questions or topics you would like to see covered in future episodes. Okay, this hot flash is finished. Stay cool. <laughs> I know. I told you I was about to be a big nerd. Uh, um. <laughs> if you want to be a big nerd, I guess you're free to do so.